0: It meant I should do whatever felt most compelling and magical at any given moment on any given day. Even if my priority task for that day was writing copy for the finance company that I work for, where could I go to write that would feel the most magical, what was the most magical way I could reward myself for getting the job done. Should I accept that offer to meet my colleagues in New Orleans for a business trip? Hmm, is New Orleans magical? That is a resounding hell fucking yes. Welcome to episode 88. I am Jenny and I help squirrel-brained entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs kick overwhelm to the curb and make the impact they're meant to make. If you are ready to finally do the thing, you are in the right place, my friend. Welcome to the world of the multi-passionate mind. You already know what a wonderfully weird and extraordinary place this is to live. Now imagine that you can easily decide where to aim your focus and trust yourself enough to finish what you start. Maybe you wanna build a business that encompasses everything you love under one umbrella, or maybe you just want the time freedom to finally start crossing things off your bucket list. I'm your personal hype woman, Jenny O'Connor, and I'm going to show you how to do it all like a boss. If you're an ambitious creative who's ready to make an impact, hit that subscribe button because we are the multi-passionate community that is going to change the world. If growing an audience on social media feels like a slog and you're convinced there has to be a better way, there is. It's email. For every dollar invested in email marketing, you get an average of $42 back. Plus, email reaches an average of 79% of the people you send it to. Instagram, 13.5%. but a lot of entrepreneurs aren't leveraging this awesome way to grow an engaged audience because they think writing emails is too time-consuming or that they're not good at storytelling. If you've ever thought that yourself, my free guide, Write Better Emails the Easy Way, will change the game and help you craft memorable, money-making newsletters in just minutes a week. Get it now at JennyOConnor.com forward slash email. So I heard it said recently that resolutions are the toxically positive reframe of perfectionism. And hopefully by now you've realized that perfectionism is no longer a badge of honor. The stock answer to the age old interview question, what's your biggest flaw? Because you can spin it into something that actually makes you sound like the best possible candidate for whatever job you're applying to. No. Perfectionism is bad and it will make you unhappy and it will keep you stuck. It's something to unlearn if you want to do anything meaningful in this life. And if you struggle with this, check out episode 32, Confessions of a Recovering Perfectionist. And since we're in the last week of the year, and this is the time when we've all been conditioned to look at ourselves and find all the things that are wrong and not enough about ourselves and then make resolutions to change them, I thought I should do a quickie episode on a much healthier alternative that you can try out over your next orbit around the sun you see we are taught that we need to set goals smart goals goals that are specific measurable achievable realistic and time-based the only thing that matters is what gets measured and look i'm all for writing down your aspirations so you know where you're going because if you don't know where you're going any road will get you there. Am I right? But these days it's more about intentions and less about goals. And if you need an explanation of the difference, check out episode 65, how to manifest anything part two in 2023, we're going to be more about accomplishments boards and less about vision boards. I'll link to my post about accomplishments boards in the show notes. They are a game changer boss fam. But the reality is goal setting works if you're training for a competition or doing something in a stable environment which has formulaic work with predictable outcomes. But life is complex and ambiguous and paradoxical and non-linear and predictable just isn't a reality for most of us. Curveballs and contingency plans are more what life looks like for me anyway. So if you're not super keen on setting yet another goal that just makes you feel bad about yourself come February, consider choosing a word of the year instead. One word cast 12 months into the future so that should you wander off track, and we all will, it can help call you back in line with what your intention is. Your word essentially becomes your North star. And what I love about this is that a word doesn't fix anything because there's nothing to be fixed, but it can help guide the behaviors and principles, patterns and projects that you embark upon in the year ahead. In 2021, I chose the word inspired, and it meant that I wanted to meet people who inspired me and engage in projects that made me feel inspired and take inspired action every single day. In one year, I connected with the very people I had been searching for for over a decade simply because I used that guiding principle in how I approached my days. That was the year I started this podcast. And most of the inspirational people that are now in my life I met in 2021 through this podcast. So then in 2022, I got hung up on the semantics piece. Did it just have to be one word? And why did that make me feel limited? I wanted my word for 2022 to be magic, but I worried that that would draw me too strongly into one aspect of my multi-passions, the witchcraft piece, which would, I feel, have been a detriment to the others. So I did what I do, and I took the rule, and I bent it, and I expanded on the idea of a word for the year and chose a theme for the year instead, and that theme was follow the magic. And that was perfect for me and less limiting because it didn't only suggest that I spend all of my time engaging in actual magic. It meant that my intention was to follow whatever magical feeling called to me. As I explored every single one of my passions, it meant I should do whatever felt most compelling and magical at any given moment on any given day. Even if my priority task for that day was writing copy for the finance company that I work for. Where could I go to write that would feel the most magical? What was the most magical way I could reward myself for getting the job done? Should I accept that offer to meet my colleagues in New Orleans for a business trip? Hmm, is New Orleans magical? That is a resounding hell fucking yes. So now that we're wrapping up the year, it's safe to say that choosing a theme for the year served me better than choosing a single word would have, But if you're new to this concept, feel free to keep it simple and just start with one word. You can expand to a theme if you feel called to next year or the year after. But because I can't let good enough be good enough and I've been hemming and hawing over what my word or theme is going to be for next year, and I've come up with zilch, nada. So I just put the question on the back burner and thought about my intentions instead. And I basically just allowed myself to journal stream of consciousness style until I came up with five intentions that really encompass what I want to see more of in my life in the coming year. And when I was reading my intentions to my accountability buddy, she said, oh my gosh, you just explained exactly who you're going to be in 2023. And that's when it occurred to me, my theme for next year is actually a question. And that question is, Who do you want to be? So do you want to hear the answer to that? In 2023, I want to be someone who can harness the power of my mind to manifest health and abundance. I want to be someone who fully embodies the identity of a wandering storyteller. I want to be someone who goes for long stretches of time without working and instead does all of the other things that bring me joy. I wanna be someone who takes risks. I'm gonna ask the heavy hitters to come on my show this year, and I'm gonna ask to be a guest on theirs. And I wanna be someone who builds relationships like my life depends on it. So the bottom line, boss fam, whether you choose a word for the year or a theme or even a question is this, instead of resolutions, choose evolutions. And whatever you choose, let it be on your own terms. So guys, I wanted to keep that short and sweet and wish you all a very happy new year. Next year is going to be amazing because, well, anything is an improvement over this year. And don't forget to grab your free copy of Lifestyle Design for multi This is the guidebook I wish I'd had from the beginning. Answer a few questions about your deepest struggles and get focusing hacks, time management strategies, job suggestions, and confidence-enhancing tools specific to who you are. Plus, learn to steal back 24 hours a month. No big deal, that's just a whole extra day to do more sparkly things. Go and grab your copy today at JennyOConnor.com forward slash good life. And until next time, remember, January 1 is the first page of a 365-page book. Be sure to write a good one. Now get on out there and do the thing.